Hello, everyone. Welcome to your next stop. You know, I'm Juliet Hahn, and I say it every single time, but I am always excited for my guest because I love bringing you guys into a different world. And this is definitely different. Eva Venari, welcome to your next stop. Thank you. Glad to be here. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. So Eve and I were just, we were having a conversation because my guests know I don't like to look anything up. Like I don't, I I like to know a little bit about my, my guests, but not too much because I love the, you know, the organic conversation. So Eve and I were just talking behind before I recorded because I could not figure out where we, we connected. And I know I love to tell the listeners like a little bit, if it was LinkedIn, if it was on a social media, you know, where, wherever it was. So we connected, we, we had to look on Facebook and it was because we had friends in common and, and you must've commented on something. And then I friend requested you. And then we started talking because I was going to California. So I had all these questions for her. And, um, and, and then all of a sudden I was like, you need to be on the podcast when she started telling me what, what she does. So welcome Eva. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I would love for you just to, you know, what what I what we do here for you know, your next stop is really it's about how you followed a passion and turned it into a business. But I like to go back, kind of like your upbringing where you kind of grew up if you went to university and then kind of diving into where you were and then how you made that pivot to what you're doing now. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a big story there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us. (laughs) Well, I, I remember as a kid, um, I was always the one showing up with the band-aids. Somebody got hurt on the playground or on the street and I'm like, Oh, I'll go get the band-aid. Right. And it never occurred to me, you know, going into nursing and being a doctor, that was interesting, but I didn't, I didn't go that way. You, you ever taken one of, I mean, we all did. We took those, um, those assessment tests. What should you be as an adult? Seventh and eighth grade. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So mine came back with this laundry list. I think most people end up with, uh, you know, f- top five or something. And I, I had, um, a ridiculous amount of options from astronaut, astrologer, that's the A's all, all the way down, you know? <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I can pick and choose whatever I want. And that, that then there was the day of career to career day. And this guy who looked like a used car salesman, and he might have been at some point, <laughs> but he was an entrepreneur. And he said, you know, I made this decision to change up my career every 10 years. And I just, I had that little, little idea in my head. I said, I kind of like that. Kind of like that. And, and that's, that's what I've done. So I did go to college. I went to commercial art school and I decided it was high school with ashtrays. I really didn't like it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I went to the school of hard knocks instead and you know, didn't, didn't, didn't complete it into in a four year degree. It did kind of like I graduated top of my class in high school. So I could have tested out of college to be plain about it. And I had so many interests that I didn't really have an idea of what and I, yeah. And so I kept asking, like, what asking, who am I asking? I'm asking universe, like, what am I supposed to be doing? What is my calling? What is this deal? And I just kept getting this answer back. 
do what you want, whatever makes you happy, whatever gets you the money that you need to, to live life, as long as you're not hurting other people or yourself. And I went, well, that's, that's still doesn't, sh that doesn't shrink the list. <laughs> so, but it left me at least the freedom. And, and the idea was when you're needed, because I had this idea that I was going to be part of some sort of calling and I would have a purpose. And that just, they, when, when you're needed, we will tap you on the shoulder and you'll know. And that's, that's pretty much, so for the first 36 years of my life, I was, I was always, well, what can I do now? You know, kind of like on the playground, looking around for friends, Where, what, who wants to play? <laughs> right, right. But I, I have to pause you for a second, because one of the things, and this is, comes up all the time in this podcast, which I absolutely love, I get like this just this excited feeling, is that you had that one moment of the career day. And the man saying he was an entrepreneur and he wanted to change his career every 10 years. And that stuck out inside your head. So what I tell the listeners all the time is you have to think back to your story because our stories all, you know, are, are what really kind of catapult us into our life. But if you can think back and you think of one little moment, because someone else, that moment might've met nothing. They might've, you know, heard it and went one ear and out the other because that wasn't their path, right? That wasn't their path. So they didn't, it didn't stick with them. And time and time again, on this podcast, people come on and they have that one moment. And it's so interesting because I love how that stuck in your brain. And you were like, okay, career day. I laugh about that because that you know, a lot of people come up with what teacher, fireman, policeman, um, you know, engineer. I, I, I mean, there's so many different things that it's like, I think when I did it, I was like, I don't want to be any of those things. <laughs> like that didn't, that didn't, you know, I know what, I know what I'm good at, but huh, that's interesting. So tell us, okay. So when you said like for the 36 years, you kind of were looking and I believe, I mean, that's one of the things that when we were talking over Facebook is that we were both like, yes, like we, you know, my listeners know, I believe in, that we all have a, a purpose that whether it's God or the universe, we all have a purpose and we have a path. I, I particularly believe in God and the universe. I believe in both, but if we don't allow ourselves to daydream or we don't allow ourselves to think outside the box, we're never going to find it. So take us through a little bit in that 36 years when you said, okay, what, what were some of the things that you did and, and what did you get out of them? Well, it, it's kind of funny. I have, always known I was a little bit different in this way. I'm a highly sensitive person. I guide myself with intuition. And one of, one of the, the, the things that really was alarming to me was my parent, neither one of them were that way. And my dad once said to me, Eva, <clears throat> never follow your gut. It lies to you. And I went, oh, oh, but I know, right. That's a weird piece of advice. And that just means that he lived through knowledge and logic and it's all up here. And for me and for right. most people, if you don't connect to your heart and decide what you like and what you don't, you sift through and you're, if you're a creator, if you're believing universal law and especially law of attraction, that's not going to work for you to be up here. You're going to create a life of a lot of drama, a lot of chaos. And I found that by listening to my parents, and this is no disrespect, it was just I actually was respecting them by listening to them at that time. <laughs> I found myself right. in a lot of drama, a lot of chaos and a lot of things where I was like, I don't feel happy. I really don't want to be here. Right. That, that's kind of what it boiled down to. And I think that's the core root of a lot of depression is that we are not living in this place of intuition where I feel connected and I feel like I have a purpose. Even if you don't know what that purpose is, it's good to know that it's out there waiting for you. And that's what happened. So as soon as I questioned 
this whole idea of I shouldn't listen to my gut and I go, maybe I should. It's kind of like a person who I eventually developed milk sensitivity. And my mom said, oh, drink your milk. Milk's good for you. It wasn't good for me. And so I had to stop drinking that, you know, very physically down to like what you put into your mouth matters and then what you put into your, your brain and what you think about and how you think also matters. So all, all of that said, I started to question and I found myself in places where people were finding me and saying, you know what I see in you, Eva, you're, you're a, a technical intuitive. You're really good at computers. And so my first year, um, in, well, first year, my first career is what I should say for 10 years was in information technology because somebody said, you're really good with troubleshooting and computers and talking to people off the ledge from throwing out their computer onto the window. Like this is, <laughs> this was my first, first career because someone noticed something in me and I showed up and I didn't, I was me. I was just doing my thing and I was noticed. And that's what has propelled me from every change, every career change. So same thing happened when I moved from the IT world, the, the tech world into stone. So I was in stone for 16 years. It overlapped some of my entrepreneurship, but um, that was another career span of working in something. You don't at five years old go, I think I want to sell natural stone to architects and designers. Like you don't think that. (laughs) Right. No. Right. So how did, how did you go from the, the computers to stone? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it was, there was helped along by the universe for sure. Uh, Do you remember 2000 when the IT bubble burst? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there was many, many people haven't lived through that. Yeah. But there, there was a time when um, the IT market was overwhelmed with the dot-com industries. And a lot of people thought they were in IT, but they were only building websites. That's all they were doing, and which is not the same thing as being a technical person. And so you had right. a lot of individuals that flooded the market and a lot because of the dot-com industry went completely flat. So people started their startups, they got up the dot-com, they decided I'm going to be a business person. And then they were all high paid because they were well-funded, but then uh, the business failed because they weren't business people. And then, you know, the bottom fell out underneath it and the entire industry was flooded with, with individuals. Uh, and I was one of those who lost, lost my job in that IT what do, you, what do you want to call it? Like where companies were, were buying up each other. And so I was duplicated and they let me go. And I went, you know what? I think now is a really good time for a change. And it was a easy path uh, it, right in my hometown where uh, I was raising my, my girls. We're now adults. <laughs> I was raising them on my own. And I needed something local. I needed something that was regular that was nine to five, that was easy for me to get to. It wasn't overwhelming in my day. And it was the great indoors. I don't know if you remember the great indoors and then the Home Depot Expo stores that opened up during the big housing boom. And I followed that path. And so I, I became, again, showed up for the interview and somebody looked at me and goes, you're not a salesperson. You're kind of management. You, do you know anything about stone? I said, no well, we're going to put you in the countertops division. Okay. <laughs> and so they taught me everything I needed to know about performance and countertops. And then that went into learning fabrication and I became a fabricator for a while. And then from a fabricator to an architectural rep, where if you had an architect sitting at this desk going, you know what, I want to build a stadium. I'm going to call Eva and find out what is the best tile and stone to put on my building. And that's what I did for six, for 16 years. And it was a lot of 
fun and a lot of hard work and a lot of, hey, Eva knows, which I like that. I like the, the, the being the person that knew the answer. So anyway, that, that's what I did for, for quite a long time. I love but that. it burnt me out because it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, but it was something that gave me, it was, it was something to do in the meantime. How's that? Yes. Well, this is what I say to everyone because I don't like when people are like, Oh, well I wasted all that time in that path. No, you didn't. Cause you learned skill sets. You learn skill sets that actually then catapult you into the, the path that you're supposed to be in. If you continue to listen and you continue to grow and you continue to take steps to that dream that you keep having. And that's why I talk about it time and time again to my listeners is that you need to create that daydreaming space and daydreaming is good. It is good to think how I want my life. What do I want my life? Look at, don't think about money. Don't think about location. How do I want to live my life? And if you continue to do that and daydream and I tell, you know, they know it's when I walk my boxers, it's when I walk my dogs is when I daydream and I think all these different things and all of the paths that I had, you know, when I was in advertising, when I, where I went to college, you know, staying home with my kids and then doing stuff in the health and fitness world and then doing what I'm doing now, all of those things actually gave me the skill sets to do what I'm doing now and make it even catapulting it even further into the, into what I'm supposed to be doing. And so the opportunities just keep opening up. And so I know you're like so excited about this because we really believe in the, like we have in our hearts, I follow my gut. If it doesn't feel good, I question it. Why doesn't it feel good? Is it something that shouldn't happen now? Or is it something that should never, ever happen? Well, that was, that was a really, you brought up a really good point is I never left behind my IT world to go into the stone world. So I was one of the few people who understood tech and going into the stone world, especially the fabricator, they weren't keeping track of scrap. They weren't, there was no database. There was no reference to where did this slab come from and what lot number is it? And does it match this piece that I broke over here at the house? Oh my God, I've got to find more material. So I brought to the whole stone world and people knew me all over the, the San Fernando Valley. Hey, call Eva. She has all the data on this stuff. I love that. And so the, yeah, so the IT world came with me. And the same thing when it comes to the stone I noticed that little bit of energetic pulse in me was building. And so as I was working with architects and designers, guess what I was doing? I was teaching them how to use stone and the energies in stone to solve problems for their homeowners and for the workplace environments. What can, what can calm a person? What can help with dreaming? What can help with, you know, depression? So what can help with digestion? So all of these things were now part of a new way of looking at stone. And I brought that to the industry. Nobody else can claim that. I did that. <laughs> so, I love that. I love that. So you never leave anything behind really. And it's all used. It's all recycled. It's all part of you. So why leave it behind? And then all of that work in information technology, as I started my own business, which is a whole another story, but, um, I now call my, my health practice, uh, it's the reveal optimal health intensive program. But what comes with that is something called the health desk support. That's me being available for things like healing reactions. And it's, it's, it's that same concept of what you have for your computer help desk. When you have a problem, you call. So all of that is used, all of that information, all of that history, all of that uh, structure around how to automate my systems. I am forever grateful for the amount of technical savviness that I've gleaned over the years. And now I can put into practice and I take it all for granted. I really do, but, I, but it's, it's, really, it's helped so much in leveraging my time in my business. This episode is brought to you by Together Women Rise. 
Together Women Rise is dedicated to ensuring that every woman and girl has the opportunity to live freely, pursue her dreams, and reach her full potential. They are a powerful community of women and allies engaged in learning, giving, and community building. Please visit Together Women Rise at togetherwomenrise.org to learn more and to join them. So I wanted to go back to like one of the first things that you said. And so this is what I also, you know, to talk to my listeners about is about the importance of storytelling and, and, and being able to tell your own story. So if everyone's listening, they'll hear that when you first started, you said you were the person that always went and got the band aid, and you always wanted to fix and help things. And so take us to why that part of your story is important to what you're doing now in your business. Yeah. I'm now a holistic health practitioner. And while holistic, we can roll that off the tongue. People only think about that in terms that's a little bit nebulous. And oftentimes what I do is boil down into um, body, mind, spirit, which is like nails on a chalkboard to me. It's holistic. It's true holistic healing. It's the body physically getting it completely supported, taking all the guesswork out of supplementation, stop the supplement roulette. And so there was a history so the, what I do now is, is that let's heal the body first, get it out of the way so that as you heal emotional wounds, you can then have the mental space to think through your problems and process old wounds, and then get in touch with your spiritual sense, download that, be a part of the world, bring your gifts in, because if you're not doing it, well, you're neglecting the rest of us and damn it. I want, I want it. <laughs> I want all of it. So right. my job is to help people get in touch with what, who they are. And when did you start that, that part of that business? Oh, because remember I said, uh, in the middle of doing the stonework, I be burnt out. So going from stone job to stone job, just trying to push through that efforting of God, 2006 to eight happened. And, um, you had, as a person in that industry, you are working three times as hard to make the same money you were just a few years ago. And a lot of people burned out. A lot of people lost their energetic soul. I mean, you'd see just these people with dead eyes and whatever they could five times in the, in the Starbucks line <laughs> to get through the day and then coffee at night, party hard, right? I mean, wine at night, but, um, this was not a path for me. I discovered my body couldn't handle more stimulation. I couldn't handle more and more, more because I was a sensitive. So my body started to give out and I ended up with 30 different symptoms and diagnoses, uh, doctors that turned their back on me and said, sorry, if you won't take the medications, we can't help you. We think it's all in your head anyways. Good luck. Um, the, a lot of times I heard the, the story of we've taken your blood result test and the result says you're all within normal range. There's a whole story. You can do a podcast just on what's, what's within normal range. Right, right. But I became very obsessed with my own health. Like why can't I work? What's chronic fatigue? That meant I was sleeping 17 hours a day and I was unproductive. I was trying to raise my two girls. That wasn't happening very well either. So there's a lot of things that um, started to break down in my life. And the one thing that propelled me was my stick to the stubbornness that there must be something, there must be an answer that's not related to drugs. And so since I was blessed with insomnia at three o'clock in the morning, I put in a search string into Google of all of the different symptoms and diagnoses that I had. And I came across this really vague article about, hey, 
if you're mentally imbalanced and toxic, you're going to feel like this in your body. And it was describing my body. It was describing my experience. And I went, oh, that's me. And then that's how I found out about mineral balancing, which is what I do now, just as a beginning. Um, And then that propelled me to get better over a short period of time, not just 50% better. Like when you go on a diet and you feel a little bit better and then when you come off the diet, you feel worse than you did before you started. Right. So this would get me all the way through the, I feel a lot better. I look better. I'm thinking clearer. I'm able to have conversation with people because there was a time when I couldn't, um, it, it started to reverse all of the symptoms that were holding me back from being productive. And then I decided, well, I'm going to become a practitioner because I want to save money, not because I want to save the world and bring a bandaid. You know, this was, this was just my personal thing. I was very focused on feeling better. And about six months in, I get a phone call from my ex-husband. Now he's passed away. And this was two weeks before he passed away. We're on the phone and he's complaining to me. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. Doctors have me all these problems. I have chronic this and that and the other. And I says, Hey, I just became a practitioner. Get, send me some of your hair. We'll figure this out. And you're like, what's the hair about? That's another long story, but really hair analysis is the basis for everything that I do. So <clears throat> when it comes to his health, he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. My doctors have me. I'm on medication. I'm fine. And two weeks later, he passed away of a massive heart attack because his body was just so depleted. And I found out he was on 17 medications. So this process of discovery, having that conversation, going through the discovery of his home and clearing it out and looking at what he was living in, how many supplements, not supplements, how many medications he was on. It was the light bulb moment. That was the tap on the shoulder. We're ready for you now, even this is what you need to be doing. This is what you need to be showing people how to do is live a life in a little bit more integrity and whatever that means to them, meet them where they are and then help them find their way. That's now what I do. And it doesn't seem to matter at what level it could be a spiritual healing that comes into practice. It could be an emotional body healing. It could, but it it all starts with the physical, physical body. Right. And I love that because, you know, it's, you know, holistics is, is very, very, a top of mind in my family and myself. I mean, I use a homeopath I have for, uh, my daughter's 12. So I've, I've been doing it for 13 years and it is it's so fascinating because people will ask me like, Oh, well, what is this? What is that? And I don't know that much about it, even though it fascinates me, but I do know when like I need to kind of work on things because I am very intuitive as well. Like I'm very in tune to my body. It is, I always have been like, you know, my parents would say, I would come in and say my heart skipped a beat. And they were like, I think you're okay. But like, I could, you know, find out like when I ovulated um, and when I still ovulate, I would get a twinge and every decade the twinge would move. Now I don't get the twinge so much. And I, I know it's because it's starting to be at the end, but it's so interesting when you are very in tune to your own body, what you can, ex- like what you can discover and what you can experience. So I love that you did that. And I'm so sorry about your ex-husband because that must've been hard. But then also when you get the tap on the shoulder, you were like, okay, this is, this is, this is my path. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And the fact that you can be out there helping people with something that you've actually experienced yourself, right? So you healed yourself. So now you can take that healing of yourself and turn it into help helping others and into a business. And that's what I also want, you know, my listeners to hear is that if you have worked on yourself and you've changed something, 
you can turn that into a business. You just have to be really smart about it and think about it. But that's like such an important thing because you saw a need, but then because of your experience, people can really relate to you. Yes. You're like, yes, that's how I felt. And this is what I did. And, and, and here, or let's experiment with a couple of different things. So I love that. Tell us where, where people can find you, please. Oh, best way is on the World Wide web. Go to the elevate Institute dot com. Don't forget the the in the beginning. So T H E Elevate Institute, all smushed together one word dot com. And on there you can find all kinds of resources, podcasts that I've been on, podcasts that I host, as well as um articles. And then there's right on the front page, there's a free freebie. And I offer you a Chinese face reading where you can take a selfie, take the makeup off, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Do a selfie, send it off to me. My eyes will go on your picture and be able to reveal to you if you have any serious things going on with your heart, your kidneys, your liver, your circulatory system. It's all right there on your face. I love that. Oh, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be sending my, my picture and my, my husband's picture. <laughs> um, I love this because I think it's so... You know, these kind of things um, really just inspire me because I love being connected with people that have different skill sets and have followed passions in their stories. Stories are what connects us. I mean, I am so fascinated. And I know when we talked on Facebook, I just wanted to know a little bit because I was like, okay, I, what you're doing is amazing. And I truly believe in all of the world that you're in. And so I would love to learn a little bit more. And I knew I was going to have you on the podcast. So it's really fun for me to be able to offer my listeners like here, this is another example of someone that followed a passion and turned it into a business. And it's different than every other podcast I have. So you have to really listen to your heart. You have to listen to your gut. You have to listen to the universe, to God in those times where you're daydreaming. And then you need to be aware and be present and watch what's going on around you. Who is being put in front of you? Who are you talking to? All of those things as, and you know, some people I know, you know, my, listeners that are like realists think that this is a little hokey. It's not just let that, let that thought in your mind go away and just give it a chance for a month. Just really try and see what differences you see in your life. See if you start living better, if you start feeling better, if you know, the negativity is out of your life. I really, really want, uh, the listeners and anyone, you know, in the world to do that because it's such an amazing feeling when you realize you're in the path, the purpose that you're meant to be in. It's so freaking cool to kind of feel, you know, feel it. <laughs> it is. And I don't have a need to change my careers anymore. Now I just open a new division. <laughs> I love that. Like, oh, I think I'll go ahead and become a manufacturer. So now I make near infrared saunas, you know, that, that are shipped all over the world with an affiliate program and all kinds of things. So you don't have to change careers. You just can be creative as your own boss to decide. I think it's like, um, deciding one day, well, I'm going to wake up today and be something different. You can just under the same umbrella company name. <laughs> right. And that's where, and that's where the pivot. And that's where it's, it's really cool. As, as you said, to kind of like, if you all of a sudden are like, Oh wait, I'm learning this. It's not like you have to change everything. Cause there's people out there that are like, Oh, you go from here to here and here. And for them, it's more of a straight path, but there's people that, that need to do that zigzag. And so, uh, so I love that. So shout out again, where people can find you, Eva. And, um, and so, cause I know if people are driving and they're like, ah, oh, I can't get it. It's all going to be in the show notes. Don't you worry, but shout out one more time. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be at the elevate Institute.com. Just think about, it. I want to elevate myself because that's what we're all about here at the elevate Institute. I love that. Now, again, you guys might be listening to this 
this podcast and think, oh, this doesn't have anything to do with me. I already have a holistic practitioner or I, um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't love this, but there's someone in your life that needs Eva and you are not aware of it right now, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's your sister, whether it's your mom, dad, cousin, aunt, uncle, there's someone in your life that right now is going through something why not say to them, Hey, I just listened to a podcast. You have to listen to it too, because this actually can help you. So what I want you guys to do is share this with three friends, tell those three friends to share it with their three friends, because Eva's making a difference out there. She is making a difference in the life. And it's because of an experience that she had in her own world. And now she's able to take that and help other people. So Eva, thank you so much for joining your next stop. And um, I so appreciate having you on and love your, love your story. I know we're going to be connected for a long time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. You guys know what to do. Like, subscribe, listen, share, rate, review, do all that stuff. Because again, someone in your world needs to hear Eva's story, whether it's because they're stuck in life or they actually need her services. This story is going to inspire someone. So don't forget to share and send rate and review. And we will see you guys next week with another amazing episode of your next stop. Someone that has followed a passion and turned into a business. Thanks again, Eva. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 